culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my god, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app, or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I always keep it funny, and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality TV tea, you're going to want to go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach, or just join our private Facebook group by clicking that link in the description below. We love to spill the tea and we love to keep it hot. Also, if you are ready for Halloween this weekend and you're excited for Halloween this weekend, you're going to want to go and download my new fall and festive AF cocktail guide, which is out now, available free to download at theadultingpodcast.com, and it's filled with 15 different recipes, clean cocktail recipes for Halloween, so you can have like a really good night without like being all hungover on Sunday. Um, But we have recipes for Halloween. I have a fun recipe for election night, for Thanksgiving shindigs, Friendsgiving, whatever you're going to be doing for Thanksgiving, whether you're going to be like spending with family or like, you know, alone by yourself because you're, uh, you know, doing your thing. Or if you're going to be celebrating the holidays, I got holiday cocktails in there. Lots of good stuff. So you can go and download that for free at theadultingpodcast.com. Just click the little shop button and you can download it again for free today, this week. Go right now. I have like fun Hocus Pocus themed cocktails. I have a Halloween town themed cocktail. It's a good time. So go and please go download it because I worked really hard on it and I took some really cute photos for it. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Let's see. We have a lot going on. I mean, kind of a lot, but not really a lot. But there's, you know, there's some stuff going down. So I'm going to do a quick, like, um, roundup of some of the biggest news stories. And then we can dive into, like, two of maybe the more juicier ones. So let's see. First up, let's start with Beverly Hills. So Kyle Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills uh, was asked about Kathy Hilton, her sister, and whether or not Kathy's actually going to be joining the show. And, you know, Kyle Kyle's like, oh, I don't know. Is she going to be joining the show? I don't know. Twirling her hair. And everybody's like, mm. she's like, it would be fun if if Kathy joined the show, even though we, we all know it probably might not be fun like it might be fun for us to watch because of all the drama that we saw Kyle and Kim like I want to see I want to find out that like 
Kathy stole Kyle's goddamn house. Like, that's what I want to know. I want to know, like, the tea that was swept under the rug that they're not willing to share. But I don't think we're going to get that based off of what we saw of Kathy Hilton in the Paris Hilton documentary. But again, that's why I said I think Kathy actually decided to finally join Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is because she didn't like the perception that she got from the Paris documentary that now she kind of wants to rehab that image. So I don't think Kathy's going to be getting too messy, but I'm still kind of here for it. And even though, like I said, I heard that Kathy wasn't a big fan of Teddy's and I was really looking forward to seeing that dynamic. And now, you know, Teddy got fired probably because of all the all in stuff. But I am not I, I'm not jumping for joy about Kathy joining the show, but I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. I'll give you a minute, girl. Like, we'll give you a chance. So Kyle said that she can't confirm or deny it, but I can confirm it's happening. Kathy's joining the show is happening is done. Kyle also said separately that she is in a really good place with Denise Richards because, you know, we're in Los Angeles. Kyle is in Beverly Hills. So she's very much like, you know, I got to I got to be nice with everybody. I got to make sure I don't piss off Denise fucking Richards. And so she had to make sure she mended things after the reunion with Denise. And she says that they're in a good place now and blah, 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 blah. Denise is probably like, fuck them bitches. I never want to see them again. And like, I wouldn't blame her. Real Housewives of Dallas, Brandy Redman is preggers. She's having her fourth baby. She's having a new little baby. She's got a little bum coming. And we're like, yeah, Brandy. Which I'm kind of happy for because I feel like this is probably like a, a circle of life sort of moment for Brandy since we know that she just lost her mother-in-law and her daughter was just in that tragic car accident that like I'm hoping Brandy Redman can, you know, be able to really appreciate this time you know, with the baby in her belly. And hopefully, you know, it'll it'll provide some some sort of healing and closure to the passing of her mother-in-law. Vanderpump Rules, Lala Kent is doing some major damage control after Sheena's interview last week about her, which we all know is super juicy. I know because you're still blowing up about it. Um, so obviously Lala's like, I need to do some re I need to do some damage control, some rehab to my image. So she went on Katie Maloney's podcast and was talking about how, you know, mean comments are really hard on her and she's really insecure and her feelings get hurt really easily. And that's something that people don't expect about her and that she had no friends in high school. And like, look, all of those things might actually be true. But I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's like, if you have a big bark, then like you need to be able to, you know, because what is, what is that thing about the dogs and they have the bark and the bite? Um, I think Lala has a big bark and I think she's very, as, as we've seen on the show, she can really cut you. And so like if you're going to be dishing it, you have to be willing to take it. And so Lala can't like I feel for you and I'm pretty sure all of these things really did happen to you in high school and I'm pretty sure you are very insecure. I think people... I think people that are insecure, like, try to overcompensate it in a lot of different ways. So I want to show Lala empathy. But at the same time, girl, like, this was definitely kind of a, you know, a, a grasp at straws to save your rep- your reputation after Sheena kind of blasted you. And that's just my honest opinion. Bethany Frankel is talking about her split from Paul, which we all loved Paul. We all wanted to sleep with Paul. We all wanted to watch their sex tape. But it's very sad that her relationship with Paul has now ended. I I still think that she should be dating Pete Davidson because, you know, we all know he's got a big dick and Bethany can definitely like tame him and keep him in, in check. And I think Pete Davidson might need a little bit of that. I think Ariana was a little too young for Pete. I think Pete needs an older woman and I think Bethany needs a younger rebound man, rebound man. And so I think the two of them should definitely just have a little a little fling a ding ding. 
especially since like he's landing like all he had like what Kate Beckinsale, he had Ariana Grande, like Pete Davidson's dick has to be like magic, which Bethany tweeted herself. So I definitely think I could see that happening. But anyway, Bethany said that like not all bad things come to an that all things must come to an end. They don't have to end badly. So it seems like her breakup with Paul wasn't terrible. It kind of just seemed like they were too busy. Their schedules, their lives just weren't necessarily adding up anymore. And I think he was a good relationship after losing Dennis. I think she needed somebody that was familiar. I think she needed somebody that she loved. And I think Paul was able to really provide that for her. So I'm happy that that relationship happened. I'm sad that that relationship ended. And I wish we could have gotten more of it. But you know what, Bethany? Love to you. Love to Paul. You can send him to my apartment anytime. On the note of uh, Real Housewives of New York, we uh, so production was briefly shut down. I the uh, the headlines of this were like very like salacious, and it seemed like a much bigger deal than it actually was. But so Real Housewives of New York production was briefly put on hold. It wasn't necessarily just abruptly shut down. It was like, oops, let's put this on hold because there was a producer that tested positive for COVID. It wasn't any of the cast members, which. The headlines did kind of suggest that it was somebody on the cast, hint, hint, Ramona, that tested positive for COVID. And it seemed like, you know, there was a cast outbreak. But the the headlines are way more dramatic than it actually was. There was a producer, producer tested positive. I don't believe the producer was showing any symptoms. Um, And so they're like, let's put this on hold. Let's get everybody tested and let's make sure we're all kosher to keep going. And then let's see, Real Housewives of New Jersey, they filmed their cast finale party, which was a Halloween party. So everybody was all dressed up. Apparently, there's still beef between Teresa and Jackie, but like they're trying to mend it. And they, they've, I believe it has kind of mended a little bit. Marge looked great. Marge looked hot at that Halloween party. I'm trying to remember all the photos that I saw, which were great. Uh, Beverly Hills is also, they just had their uh, cast they, I think Dorit had like a some sort of event or shindig at her house that they all filmed together. So production is moving with the Housewives shows again. New York's going good. Jersey just finished. Apparently we're supposed to get Jersey coming in February. Um, I believe we're also supposed to be getting Summer House relatively soon. Like in like a January soon. I know Summer House normally comes back like in the summer. But I believe because of all the holds on production that we've had because of COVID, I actually think we're going to be getting a summer house season probably in like maybe January. I don't know if we're going to be willing to see summer in January because it's going to be cold as shit for some people in the country. And I don't know. We'll see. I wouldn't hate it because I like summer house. Let's talk about Orange County. Real Housewives of Orange County. Oh, I don't know why I did that because there was nothing spooky about it other than Gina's hair extensions. Real Housewives of Orange County. So Bronwyn has confirmed um, that she is dating someone else. She told Us Weekly that, yes, she's dating. She's seeing somebody else. And from what I've heard, it is definitely a woman. It's not another man. I actually think Sean's kind of hot. I like her husband. And again, I I mean, maybe it's just because I'm on like a I'm on a cock block until the end of the year. I've decided that I'm going to put my my dating life, my sexual life. I've deleted all the apps and I'm taking a little break between now and the end of the year. My thing is, it's like, you know, if the universe wants me to find somebody, then somebody will break through and ask me out and you know whatever but I'm not actively pursuing anybody from now until the end of the year so that's probably why I'm like ready to jump on Paul and ready to jump on Sean but anyway so Bronwyn is now saying that there there is another person in her life I can confirm it is a woman it's relatively new from what I believe it heated up over the summer you know when she was doing like hot girl summer look at me in my bikini look at me in my tan look at me in my beach and we're like yes girl you do you hot girl summer 
And everyone's like, ooh, I think their marriage is on the rocks. Well, I mean, when you have an open marriage, your marriage is kind of always going to be on the rocks because you need to have a really steady foundation of trust and, like, um, faith in the person that you're with, not necessarily faith in the relationship because you're, like, stepping out of the relationship. But anyway, so there is another woman in Bronwyn's life, and I, I... I'm pretty sure within the next few weeks, we'll probably get like some paparazzi pics. We'll get something. I'm pretty sure she's posted a picture of her in some of those hot girl summer photos. TBD on where that goes. But I mean, I, I feel like there people think that their marriage is really weird. I don't think that it's that weird. I think that it's just open. I've been around a lot of open relationships. Um, I've always been so fascinated and curious about them. I don't think I'm ever, I w- could ever be somebody that's in an open relationship. I just think like if I'm going to commit to somebody, I'm going to commit to only them and I can cut everybody else out. But I also understand that like, well, you know, like what if your partner actually wants to be like seeing other people? But then I would be like, that's a psychological fuck. Something. Then I'm thinking that like, I'm not enough for my partner. So that's why I think the dynamics of a non-monogamous committed relationship are weird and open marriages are weird for people. I do believe that monogamy is not natural for humans and that it takes a lot of work to actually make a relationship work. Um, But I mean, I don't know. I'm not the best person to be judging relationships, TBH. But I feel like... So on the most recent, on last week's episode of Real Housewives of Orange County, we see Gina bringing up the text messages, which we then saw on air about, which I'll, I'll read the text messages from Sean to Gina about, this is where she alleges that Sean was trying to hit on her and welcome her into their relationship prior to them having this new girl in their relationship, this new woman, sorry. Um, and so, so Sean's text message said, hi, Gina, just checking in is all, all just checking in. All is okay. Smiley face. Bronwyn is asleep and I got her to the condo first winky face anyway have a good night and it was great to spend some time with you smiley face oh this is sean probably should have started with that smiley face so this is where it kind of gets a little weird because gina's like they wanted me to sleep with them but like we also bronwyn and sean are not saying that they wanted to sleep with gina gina's kind of just making that claim and she's using this text message to kind of prove that like you know this was their way this was like these are her receipts to prove that like they wanted to like you know eat her out the way brandy ate out denise and it's like I don't know if this is anything necessarily incriminating and I don't think she has a lot more details. And apparently the night that this all happened, Gina was really drunk. And so apparently Sean just like got her an Uber because she couldn't call her own Uber. And he like was helping her trying to get home. Now I do agree that the smiley faces and especially the winky face about how I got her to the condo first winky face. Like, I feel like that, like there's something in there. I feel like there may have been like some undertones of flirting when they were all kind of hanging out together. Maybe Sean probably was flirting flirting with Gina a little bit, whether that means he wanted to have sex with Gina. I don't know. But I think the bigger thing is like, I have a list of questions now that like, I want to go down. Like, is their marriage open both ways? Is um, Bronwyn only allowed to sleep with women? Is Sean also allowed to date and sleep with other women? Or is it only together? Do they sleep with other women together? Has Sean met this new girlfriend? Have they had a full gangbang, you know, choo-choo train? I don't know. I mean, obviously they're allowed to play separately, but are they... Do they also, like, is Sean allowed to play separately? We know Gina's allowed to play separate, or sorry, not Gina. We know Bronwyn's allowed to play separately, but I just want to know what the dynamics of this, like, I need a rule, a guidebook of, like, what the rules are, because normally when you have an open relationship, you have to have rules. And if so, like, why Gina? Like, of all people, like, he had better luck, you know, trying to screw Brandy Glenville. 
I mean, Brandy, well, Brandy doesn't have a show, so Brandy wouldn't have been able to talk about it anywhere. But he probably would have had a better chance having a good time with Brandy. Brandy probably would have gone down with Bronwyn. I would love to interview Brandy and see if Brandy would actually have sex with Bronwyn because I think that would be a really fun time for all three of them. And, like, did they hit on Gina before? Is there been, like, a, a history of, like, explicit being, like, we want you to come in bed with me, Gina? Or is this all Gina speculation and Gina just, like, trying to find a storyline this season? Because I can definitely see that, too. And, like, was Sean drunk and thinking, like, he could actually make a move on Gina and that it wasn't going to come up on the show? And this would be, like, a secret, you know, sw- you know, thing we don't talk about on camera? Like, I just have so many questions about the whole situation. And I just feel like of everybody, like, why Gina? Like, that's really my biggest question is, like, of everybody, like, why Gina? Like, not that Gina's ugly or anything. I'm not trying to say that Gina's unattractive at all. But I'm just, like, Gina just doesn't, I guess I haven't watched enough Real Housewives of Orange County. But from what I've seen, Gina just doesn't seem like the one I would be inviting. Like, I would rather invite Emily in bed. Emily seems like she could be a great time. I don't know. But apparently we're going to see more of this play out on the show TBD on where any of that goes. I am happy that Bronwyn is happy. I hope Sean is happy. I think it's really hard when you see your wife like dating another woman and it's not necessarily you. And I don't know what their relationship is. Apparently Bronwyn says their relationship is great right now. I'm pretty sure it's great for her because, you know, she's doing boom, boom in the bedroom with the new girl. But I don't know what's going on with Sean. So I want to hear Sean's side of the story. All right, next juicy bit of tea this week. Perez Hilton is coming for Andy Cohen. So Perez was on Sheena Shea's podcast, Shenanigans, and he's claiming that he had an idea for a gay dad's reality show. I guess it's basically like Real Housewives franchise, but like for gay dads. Um, And he was trying to pitch the show around. He even had Bunin Murray, which is like one of the big reality TV production companies. He had them on board. Um, They apparently put together a, like a pilot or they shot something that they were using to shop around the concept. I don't know what was actually shot. If it was like his life that was only shot. I believe the idea was like there were going to, it was like real housewife style where you had a variety of gay dads because they wanted to focus in on that community. So there were, there was a variety of different gay couples or single gay dads that were, you know, kind of just in the same group together. Again, real housewives concept, but with gay men that happened to be daddies. And so apparently he's saying that none of the networks wanted to buy it despite Bune and Murray being attached to it. Um, apparently they called it too niche, cough, cough, AKA too gay, which I mean, I can't disagree with. I think that is a little, like, it's like when we tried to see them do the, like when Lance Bass hosted that batch, the gay bachelor style show, I think it was on logo. It like only lasted a season because like it was, it's again, like it's just, I don't think, like, I think we should absolutely push for that. I think a great first step, a good gateway to eventually being able to have a show like this on the air is maybe having a a gay couple on The Real Housewives. I think that would kind of, now that I say that out loud, that might be kind of weird and some people may be upset with the fact that the show is called Real Housewives and we're adding a gay couple on there. Um, But maybe, like, we start off, like, as a friend of and... I don't know how we do it, but I think we need to start to slowly introduce the concept of gay parents. I think we have like Nate Burgess and Jeremiah Brent. Great couple. I think they did a really great job of it when they had their design show where the show was about them being designers to cut together. And it wasn't necessarily a show about them and their lives as gay men or gay parents. I think 
as much as I would love to see that on television, I just don't think our culture is necessarily ready for that. And so unfortunately, what would happen is you would put it on the air, it wouldn't get the viewership that you wanted. So it would be seen as a failure, and then ultimately scrapped and it would we would be like, Oh, that idea just didn't work. We're not going to do that again, because we tried it when it's really just about timing. That's what a lot of these shows you have so many of these shows that didn't make it very far, because they were ahead of their time. I think if we put a gay dad show on television today, it would be ahead of its time. And we need to kind of gradually sprinkle that into the shows that we currently have to eventually, you know, make it just a little more comfortable for people that aren't comfortable with it. I think it's easy for those of us that watch Real Housewives or that are are familiar and experienced with gay culture, and it's kind of in our everyday lives, especially like with me living in Los Angeles, than it would be for somebody like, you know, in the Midwest, where we know a lot of Bravo, um, Bravo watchers also live out in the Midwest, and that's why they judge so many of these people so much. That's why you see Bronwyn's relationships judged so harshly, or the Vanderpump kids, you see them get judged so harshly based off of their decisions. um, Because, like, in the metropolitan cities, like New York and Los Angeles, like, these are very common things, but it's not very common to everybody in the country just yet. So... Anyway, that's my rant about the show specifically. But so what Perez is saying is that he thought he would go to Andy directly and be like, yo, Andy, let's make this happen. You're a gay dad now. I'm a gay dad. We can make this gay dad's thing happen. Gay daddy's all the way. Yeah. And then Andy's like, "Mm, I don't think so, homie. And Andy agreed with kind of the notes that he was getting from other networks that were shooting down the concept for the show, that it was too niche and that like the like we're just not ready for it. Um, and so Andy said no. And then Perez later heard or somehow found out that Andy was then pitching this concept recently of like about a show for gay dads. And so he was like really upset. And he's like, what? Andy's doing this. And so apparently Andy isn't. If I believe that there is some sort of project in development with Bravo, but from what the Bravo execs have said, Andy is not attached to the show as talent or like behind the scenes either. And Perez really wants to be on it. And he's like, well, maybe Andy just doesn't want to work with me because like I have a tarnished reputation. But it's like when you write a book and you're talking about like you're falling, your public falling out with Lady Gaga or like, you know, you making out with John Mayer. Like, I don't know. It's just like you do kind of have a tarnished reputation. And Perez Hilton, the blog was really popular at one point but we see that like it just didn't age well and like I do agree that Perez is kind of collateral damage at this point and I don't know what his career would look like or would become I think that there's definitely an opportunity for redemption I don't know if this book was necessarily that I believe that this book was a bit of an apology tour or at least a a start in that direction But who knows what's actually going to happen with that. But apparently he was upset with Andy for pitching this gay dad's concept when Andy's like, I didn't pitch it. It kind of was just like happening. I don't think that we'll ever see this project come to light anytime soon, like not within the next year or two. Maybe after that, we may see something. But I think we're going to be in the pre-production phase where they're going to test it out and be like, can we do this? Can we get the chemistry right? Can we find the right dads that would, you know, be able to do the show and not be too gay because that's too polarizing for our culture? But, you know, would be able to. Again, I think you have to mix it in with heterosexual couples. Unfortunately, I just think that that's where we have to start. Not that I like it, not that I agree with it, but I just think for the culture, that's where we have to start. But apparently Perez Hilton is still like very, you know, salty AF, but it's probably just because he was trying too hard to lick John Mayer's balls. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Dun, 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 dun. 
Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That is the juiciest news. Oh, I guess there was also one other bit about Juicy Joe doing an interview. I believe it was with Us Weekly. There wasn't anything really juicy or scandalous other than, like, he wants to see Teresa happy. And, like, you do you, Joe. And apparently they're trying to, like, spend Christmas together on an island. But he did give Teresa a lot of credit, which I was very happy to read. Thank you guys for listening. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. We have really funny memes. We have really great content over there. It's funny. It's juicy. It's scandalous. So go follow at No Filter with Zach. Join our private Facebook group. I'll be sure to be posting more good, juicy articles. There wasn't anything wildly juicy other than this Perez Hilton drama and the Bronwyn stuff. But, you know, there was some good, decent news. Please give me a follow. I need the validation. Please give me a five-star rating and a review, please. I We got, you know, some really great ratings, but I would love to shout you guys out and actually read them on the show. So please leave me a good review. I will shout you out. I will read it on the show next Monday. And just thank you for all the love. I love you. You love me. Let's keep loving each other and just have a full Denise Brandy Glanville downtown Judy Brown moment. All right, guys. I will talk to you next time. Bye. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.